Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this podcast, I'll be teaching you everything you need to know about your incarnation here on Earth. We are going to talk about all things finding your soul purpose, manifestation, quantum physics, and of course, reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you can live the life of your dreams. We'll be here every Monday, so turn your volume up and get ready for the transformation of a lifetime. Welcome to the collective. Hello, hello. We're doing it. We're going to help you figure out your soul purpose today or your life's purpose, however you want to call it. And I am so excited to be able to dive deeper into this with you. I honestly am so inspired right now because and it's so it's so weird how this episode has kind of come about. I've, I've known that I want to talk about this more in depth for a while now because helping you find your purpose is a big part of your soul contract. And that's my field of expertise. And so it's kind of a no-brainer to do this episode, but I, you know, have been feeling really inspired by this cooking show that I've been watching. It's called Next Level Chef with Gordon Ramsay and two other chefs who are really well known. And I, I'm not even kidding you guys, I have literally been watching this show and I have been literally filled with tears in my eyes seeing these individuals like living their purpose. It is so insane to me. It's so beautiful. And this is how I feel with my clients too. Like when my clients get their dream jobs or they start their businesses or they just really find their purpose in life and they feel that sense of fulfillment, whether it's a client of mine or a stranger that I'm watching on Next Level Chef or just seeing out in the world or hearing from some of you in my Instagram DMs, I honestly get filled with such a pride that is so, it evokes so much emotion in me because this is what we came for. Isn't that a song? I swear to God, that's like a club song. Anyways, cue that. But it honestly fills me with so much pride to see souls in this human experience finding their thing. It makes me really happy. And I also know that for a large portion of the population, finding your thing feels like a really stressful, really taxing and difficult Thing to do. I feel like this is where a lot of people are in their like 20s and 30s and honestly at any point in their life. I've spoken with individuals across all ages, you know, who are at this point in life where they're like, I don't feel fulfilled. I need to be doing something more. And I feel like there are a lot of really interesting perspectives that are out there, especially when we kind of see some of the distortion in the spiritual community online, like the, the social media spirituality, where a lot of people think that, you know, if you're going through this self, you know, evolution process or this spiritual awakening, that your purpose needs to inherently be spiritual. And I honestly completely disagree with that because your purpose here is so much more than you could ever imagine it to be. And the purpose of the people around you, your peers, your colleagues, your family, your loved ones, you know, I, I, I have these conversations, not as much anymore. I feel like people are really coming into the awareness and the understanding of this, but earlier on in my career, and you know, sometimes even now still, I, I have these conversations where it's so important to remember that 
just because someone doesn't seem to be living their purpose or living hyper spiritually doesn't mean that they're not living in purpose and it doesn't mean that they're not living in their soul's contract. I think there's a huge moment that is coming up in spirituality and you know, I'm, I'm really kind of seeing this usher in at the end of 2024 and going into 2025. There's going to be a really big wake up call here. A lot of clearing of distortion fields this year is what I feel coming in with that year eight energy. Um, but it's not really up to you to tell someone or believe that someone is or isn't living in purpose. And this is one of the huge advantages I've had in my role, in my career of being able to see that actually so many people are living in purpose and some people aren't even aware that they're living in purpose and it's the most beautiful thing to witness. And so I just want to remind you that if you feel like you know better than someone on how they're meant to live their life, I just want you to kind of check yourself on that because you have no freaking idea unless by some you know, by some chance you are also an expert in soul contracts, which I'm sure there are others out there. Absolutely. But unless you are an expert in soul contracts or you specialize in these types of fields, you're not really in a place to say whether someone is living in purpose or not. And before I even kind of move into the episode, I also want to clarify by saying I am never here to judge what your purpose is and to determine, you know, like I'm never going to go up to someone and be like, oh my God, they're not living in purpose. Like, what are they doing? No, because when you do the work that I do, you understand the complexities that comes along with this type of incarnation, right? We talked recently in an episode on how earth is the hardest planet to incarnate on. And I, for one, am not going to judge a single person for anything that they are doing in their life because they're doing the very best they can with what they have. Now, does that mean that we want to tolerate people's bullshit? No. I mean, we can empathize without tolerating. Let's, you know, let's just clear that up. We're going to have a conversation on boundaries in a few weeks. But I think it's really mind opening and heart opening to recognize that everyone is really just trying to find their way. And when we can really sink into that kind of frequency, we really do allow ourselves to operate in our own lives and affect our purpose more fully with the people around us. So I just want you to remember that as we're having this conversation, there are three really three or four really important kind of, I guess, like segments of finding your purpose. And I'm going to list them all now, and then we're going to dive deep into them completely when it comes to living your purpose, because it might not be what you think. So I'm going to end up going through like, what is a life or soul's purpose? The terms are interchangeable. Your life is, you know, what your soul is doing. So, you know, whatever term you feel most comfortable with is okay. And then I'm also going to talk about the different types of purpose that you can look at. So the first category would be the unconscious purpose, which is honestly one of my favorite topics right now. The second is your purpose in terms of career. Your third topic will be how to find purpose in terms of just your life in general. And then the fourth is really geared toward parents or 
any individual who seeks to be a parent one day is how to support your children in finding their purpose. So we're going to be going through those four different segments. I think they're really all important to listen to, but if I remember in post-production, I will make sure that we have some timestamps. I will do my best to remember that. So let's jump into the kind of definition of what it means to have a life or soul's purpose. So Similar to our last episode in Earth Training School, I spoke to you on how you came here with huge intention. Like it was completely intentional, very meticulously planned, every single detail detail down to the very last cell in your body. Um, If we want to go even deeper than that, like down to the very last fucking nucleus of the cell or the energy of the nucleus of the cell in your body was planned to exquisite detail to bring you here onto this planet into the beautiful body that you occupy. And then through your development, you have been growing and you've been trying to find your way into what you are now calling your life or soul's purpose. At the end of the day, The biggest takeaway from this episode and from the information I'm sharing with you is that if it's not fulfilling to you, it's not your purpose. And that's on a conscious level, at least. We're going to talk about the unconscious purpose, which is kind of like its own column, its own type of incarnation experience. But that's essentially what it is. It is the single focus impact you as a soul came here to have. Now, that impact could be mostly to do with your own life. It could be to do with the people who are very close to you. It could have to do with your city or your province or state or your country, or it could be about a community at large or the entire world at large. It really just depends on what you intended whenever you came here. For example, and I'm going to be really referencing my own life to kind of help give you some some contrast, but also some, some defined examples of what it means to be in purpose. My role, whenever I was planning my incarnation, is my role on the planet is to help you remember. You might be like, well, remember what, Mads? I'm here to help you remember that you are more than just the human body that you occupy. And when you come into that awareness, you will find your power. I'm here to help you find that and utilize that power that you find within yourself. I want you to remember that you are so much more than you think you are in all of the best ways and that anything that you want to do in this life, you can do it and I will help you find a way to do that. Now, your purpose might not always be quantifiable as in, oh, I helped impact X system X many times or X many people in XYZ ways, but I promise you in the life review process, which is what you're going to go through after you transition from this body when you die if we would want to put it bluntly um, whenever you transition from your human body and you go back to spirit there is a process that you will go through as a soul called life review it's a really beautiful experience I will have an episode in the future that is going to deep dive this but when you go through life review there's this really beautiful experience that happens and it's kind of what I like to call the grid of influence if you will and you will see how every single thing you did lit up the people around you. Of course, you know, you're going to see other things too. Like this is just one part of your life review. But when we talk about your purpose and fulfilling your purpose, you're going to see kind of like a web that goes out and it's going to start with you and you're going to see that that web light up and you're going to see how many people, places, things, experiences you impacted by simply living in your best self, in your life's purpose. 
And like I said, my goal is to help you see this while you're here so that you don't just have to wait till life review to recognize that you have immense impact on this planet. Now, a lot of people, when they hear my life's purpose, they think income. That's how I'm going to make money. And listen, in all honesty, for a lot of you, that will be the case. But I would say for, let me actually like tune in and see what the ratio might be. I honestly feel like it's like around the 60, 40, 70, 30, because a lot, the thing, here's the thing. You don't have to, this is so important that like, I can feel spirit just like flooding this through. So if you're not driving and you want to just take a minute to like close your eyes and absorb the frequency of what I'm saying, you do not have to make money off of your purpose to make it more meaningful, impactful, or legitimate. I have goosebumps. The amount of money you do or don't make with your purpose has nothing to do with how impactful you are. I literally like I'm full of goosebumps all the way up my neck right now. So I just need you to understand that that is a condition that the ego places on this concept of having a life's purpose. Now, will a lot of you monetize your purpose or live in your purpose in a way that directly feeds you financial stability and abundance? Yes, because a lot of you who are going to go down that path, that is part of the plan for you. For example, with Mads Mess, and this is just one of many businesses for my purpose in this lifetime. It was never meant to just be a hobby. And the reason for that is because I can have greater impact by making this my career. I don't have to worry about going to work and then reserving or not having enough energy to live my purpose. Like my purpose is the full scope of all of the energy that I ever input into this life. So for me, it was really important before I came into my incarnation to plan systems and structures and networks that would support me in that role. And a lot of you are going to have that as well, even if your purpose isn't quote spiritual. Now, I just want to preface in case you're new to the podcast that when I say not spiritual, what I'm saying is like not woo woo. It's not like tarot reading. It's not mediumship. It's not like what one would outright deem as spiritual. My personal belief, and I will die on this fucking hill. I'm not even kidding you. Is that like your inherent existence is spiritual. I don't care if you work at Walmart. I don't care if you're a medium. I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you are mining gold. I don't care if you do. I don't give a shit what you do. I just want you to be happy. And I know that what you're doing is so meaningful here. Like I actually, you know what? We're going to go on a little story time. I was walking a couple of weeks ago on garbage day. And can we just give a fucking round of applause for our garbage men and women? Because I literally had such a profound moment of gratitude that, oh my God, like imagine how fucking disgusting our neighborhoods would be if we didn't have them. Do you know what I mean? And like, what about whenever you clog your toilet or something and a plumber comes or your car breaks down and the mechanic fixes it? Like, I think... And I feel like this is not my generation, like millennials and Gen Z, I think have a more expansive view on this, but I do feel like, and thank God it's dying out, but there shouldn't be like any sort of like elitist mentality on one job is better than the other. I, that fucking infuriates the absolute shit out of me. Anyways, we don't have to go down that part of the tangent, but I just had this huge moment of gratitude of like, wow, like, first of all, you have to smell people's literal fucking trash all day that takes balls like 
garbage men and women have my highest respect. I could never. I could never. I would be vomiting all day. Like I have such a sensitive, I have my senses are very sensitive. Joy of being a medium, your senses are on like 500 overdrive. So no, like it wouldn't work for me. And I just had this moment of gratitude for them of like, wow, like thank you for taking care of our neighborhood. Thank you for taking care of this because I don't want to. (laughs) And so your purpose can really be as quote normal or typical as it may seem in this 3D world, but it is really so much bigger. Like think of how much that's impacting the planet, right? Like, and yes, we could talk about like waste and dumpsters and things like that, but like think of how much worse our planet would be if we didn't have this waste contained, right? How much more illness would be spreading if we if we just had garbage and God knows what else, just kind of like running through our cities and our towns. That is the impact that, I would say a lot of garbage men and women don't realize that they have on this planet. And I would be really inclined to over overview someone's life review who had that role in this lifetime, because I would really like to see the awareness that their soul comes into and, and the recognition that they give themselves on how much they've actually helped this planet and the people um, on it. So like I said, your, your purpose is not always going to be quantifiable, but you are lighting up this world. And I don't know why I'm going to start crying again. I am, I have been literally getting so moved by this. I don't know if it's because I'm just really feeling so connected with like why we're all here. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm supposed to start my cycle in a few days. Um, not when you guys are hearing this, I'm batch recording a fuck ton of episodes, but when I'm recording this, Um, you know, it's just, so maybe I'm just feeling a little more sensitive, but I'm just, I am so in awe of every human who is like doing the best that they can here right now. I'm actually going to start crying. So I need to move on to the topics (laughs) in case you haven't realized I'm quite an emotional, um, little, little, little bean. I feel things so deeply. And when it comes to talking about the things that are very close to my heart, like this, like my work and my field of expertise, which is like helping you find your purpose. I just have so much care for your well-being and your fulfillment in this life. And I honestly, you know, let's, let's just take a minute. I'm just so grateful and honored. I say this all the time and I feel like if I say it more, it's going to like lose. It's like, like it's, it's meaning, but it's not, I'm just, it's, I, I just, I mean it. So I'm trying to express it, but like, I honestly do feel so much honor in being able to be the one that helps you find this and, and support you and guide you through this. I love being a guide for you. It's, it's seriously, it's going to make me cry. Anyways, we'll continue on. So like I said, your purpose may be the source of your income and it might not be. Sometimes you're meant to take up space in a way that is considered ordinary or have a career that is in the corporate sector because the energy that you bring into the team, into the building, into the social infrastructure is essential. This is why as humans, we often go back to places that we feel good in. For example, I go to the same two grocery stores. I mean, yes, they are conveniently located to me. Don't get me wrong. But I have actually there's several that are conveniently located to me if I really think about it. But I go to the two same grocery stores all the time. Why? Because the cashiers there make me feel seen. They make me feel loved. Like they recognize me, which I mean, they see thousands of people every day. But I also take that as a testament to the impression that I'm leaving on them too. I am definitely one of those people where I will 
literally talk to someone who stops me and asks me for something. Like I will talk to them, ask them how they are. Like that's just building human connection, which I think we've all kind of been lacking and missing since the pandemic that went on a couple of years ago. Can we believe that that was four fucking years ago? Oh my God, we should do like a year in review for that. Or this should be like a Spotify wrapped for that. <laughs> anyway, um, it's why I go back to the cafe I always go to. It's why I go to the same yoga studio that I go to. It's why when I rented my apartment, so I found my dream apartment. Oh my God, it's been years now. It's been a long time. It's been three years, I think almost. It'll be three years in the spring that I'm here. And I had such a great experience with the agent that was showing me my apartment so much so that she drove me back to my sublet that I was living in. And we talked for like the whole 35 minute drive. Like that left such an impression on me and I love it. My landlord is such a cool dude and his wife is amazing. And she technically isn't our landlord, but he is, but she is just as helpful. And we have like such a good relationship and like I feel so safe where I live because of it and I will not leave until well I'm not gonna leave until I like absolutely like have to which would be like if I'm expanding my family or moving in with a partner and I don't have enough space in a one-bedroom apartment um but you know right now this is my intention is I'm staying here as long as I can because I have built these sort of connections that just make me want to be in these spaces. And I'm sure you have something like that too. There are people that you constantly want to see, that you want to see more of, that you love being around, that um, light you up. There are spaces that you love being in because the vibes are fucking great. And that's because the people that are there or the intention behind that business is so in purpose with what that soul or those souls are meant to be doing on the planet. And they might not even realize that. You might not even realize it, but that's why it feels so fucking good. Now, I want to talk about this first kind of category that can stand on its own, really, because it's its own incarnation experience, but it's what I call the unconscious purpose. And this is happening for a lot of people who have decided in this lifetime, so before they came into this life as a soul, that they did not want to directly partake in the Great Awakening. And if you're new to this lingo, you're new to the Cosmic Collective podcast, hello, welcome. I'm so happy that you found us. Welcome to the collective. But the Great Awakening is a term that we use to define this evolution that we are going through as a human species that is moving us into a greater experience of love and unity within the collective and is actually happening on a quantum level. It is a dimensional shift where the planet is moving from a third dimensional space in space to a fifth dimensional space. So we're, we're going through a lot of quantum changes, but we're also going through a lot of conscious um, changes and psychological changes here on the planet as individuals. So there are some souls who knew that, you know, before they were coming into this life that they really wanted to be here. And honestly, sometimes those souls wanted to be here because they just, they wanted to be here and witness it. And, you know, in the last episode, we talked about how there is an earth planning committee. So whenever you are planning to come to earth in an incarnation, you meet with a committee and like I said, there are trillions and trillions and trillions of souls who are in a long, long line waiting to incarnate. So a soul cannot at this point in time, and it's been like this for a couple of decades. Uh, how many decades? If we want to, about three or four decades. That's wild. Yeah. Three and a half, four to four and a half decades where you can't just come here and say, well, I just want to go because I just want to go. Like, I just want to experience it. I want to witness it. 
So there has been this kind of role that has been carved called the unconscious purpose. And this is where a soul in their human form, so they've incarnated, they're in their human form, they are not having a direct effect in terms of their conscious awareness. So to them, if you were to ask them about the great awakening or any sort of spiritual wahoo, this, that, the other thing, they would have probably no fucking idea or no fucking interest that about the topics. Like it's just, it's not it for them, but what they might not realize and they will probably never realize because this is how they've planned it for themselves in this lifetime is that they are having a direct impact indirectly. And so what does that look like? So it means that their soul is intentionally doing something to, to help the planet work towards this, this higher evolution, the betterment of the planet, the betterment of society, the betterment of the human civilization, but they don't contribute directly through their actions or their career. They contribute directly based on the location that they are in. So they could be a grid worker and some grid workers are very aware that they're doing this. Um, I'm not saying that all grid workers are unconscious in their purpose, but it's actually a pretty pivotal role to have. It's a very quote, when I say easy, don't take it the way it sounds, but like it's a very easy role to put into an unconscious purpose because you actually just have to be in the right place at the right time. Have you ever wondered why you feel very called to just like up and move one day? Actually, that happened to me. Um, I moved to Montreal on literally like a whim. I didn't think anything through. I did absolutely no research. I was like, yeah, I've been here several times. I like it. I'm going to go and build my life there. Had literally no fucking idea why. Now I know why, but you know, ended up in the right place at the right time for all the right things. And it's been great. And now it's my home. But you're going to feel called to these places where you're like, I don't know, I just need to set up shop here. And that's kind of how it's going to feel. And chances are, it's because your energy, your soul's energy is needed at that very specific point on the planet. Because your energy, whether you're aware of it or not, is affecting everything around you. It's affecting people. It's affecting environments. It's affecting ecosystems. It's affecting animals. It's affecting work. It's affecting everything. And there's this grid around the planet. We'll talk about this more in, in, in the podcast this year, but there's literally, if you just imagine like graph paper surround, like wrapped around the earth, it's like literally it's, it's as, it's as forward as it sounds. It's just grid work. And so you're affecting the grid and that's helping the dimensional or the quantum shift of the planet, which is really cool. There are souls who are, you know, here as um, very specific placements for very specific souls on the planet. So they might not even be aware of this human being, but they are there to support another human's be another human being's role in what that human is doing. So, an example for this. Um, actually, this is a big thing with twins. Sometimes there are like three different types of twin incarnations where, um, one of them, I forget my colleague, Emily wrote about this in her book, uh, cosmic bond, which I seriously recommend. If you have children, want children or are expecting children, you need to read this book. It's called a cosmic bond. It's available on Amazon, impeccable information. You need this as a parent. I don't care how you parent, but you need this as a parent. (laughs) So this, this kind of concept with twins is that there's one type of twin incarnation, like human biological twins. We're not talking twin flames here. We're talking like two humans coming from the same uterus at the exact same time. And sometimes one of the twins will have a very, very, very important purpose. And the other twin is meant to be a support to them. And that's not in every case with every twin. That's not 
not necessarily how it goes, but it's just one of the types of incarnations and they might not even be aware of it. It also happens for strangers too. So it's really, really interesting and it's something that I'm learning more about, but it's really, really cool. And then another type of unconscious purpose would kind of be like those researchers I was talking about with the Earth Training School. There are some souls who come here and their role is to literally be a sponge and absorb so much information and then feedback it to the teams that they are working with on the other side, not just when they leave this planet, but while they're on this planet. So they will go to sleep and they might not remember this or, well, if they're in the unconscious purpose, they're not going to remember this, but their soul when they're sleeping is going to go and relay all of that information to the team they're working with so that that team can utilize the information to do what they need to do for the planet. So I think it's super interesting, but that is the unconscious purpose. And, you know, I feel like if you are listening to this, maybe that is something that you are doing. But I'm going to say that regardless of where you would put yourself on the spectrum of, you know, quote, spiritual or not, or, you know, into all of this stuff or not, or going through an awakening experience or not, the reality is if you found my podcast and you're listening to my podcast or you're coming back for more episodes, you're going through an evolutionary experience. Call it what you want. Cue Taylor Swift. Call it what you want. You are going through some sort of conscious evolutionary shift. And I applaud you for that because that's, that's badass shit. That's next level shit. So I would say that the majority of you listening aren't probably going to be in the unconscious purpose sector of, of what we're talking about today. However, I do feel like you're definitely incarnated with some people who are in the unconscious purpose realm of, of things here on the planet. And that is why before we got into these topics, I wanted to preface by saying and kind of stressing the importance of it's really important that you recognize that it's not up to you to determine whether someone else is living in purpose or not. So anyways, let's move into the experience of finding purpose in terms of your career. So this is a really interesting one. I feel like there are two different things that we can look at here. So for some of you, this is going to mean starting a business. And for a lot of you, it might not. You don't have to start a business to find your purpose in career. I have had the absolute joy of mentoring several clients who their dream jobs are in very, very, very corporate structures. And you know what? These are some of the most badass fucking women I've ever met in my entire freaking life. I wish I could name drop them. Honestly, I'm, I'm almost certain 20 to 30 years from now, one of them is going to be in U.S. government. I, and in the best way, I mean that in the best way, because we know how much work and love government needs. Right. But I am telling you, I have had the joy of seeing these women and I don't just work with women, I work with men too, but the, the two women I'm thinking of, they are just so badass at what they do. And I follow their stories and I follow them on social media and I see how much joy they're having. And I'm like, you fucking go girl, you get it. Anyways, there's more than just the two of them, but they're the ones who are on my mind right now. And I love this. I also have clients who have started businesses where I witness people starting businesses. And I'm like, yeah, that is, that is your bread. That is your butter that tell me I've been watching cooking shows. If I'm saying that's your bread and butter. Oh my God. Hello, Gordon Ramsay. Um, <laughs> but my point is it really is going to depend. So if you're like, I want to live in purpose, but I have absolutely no desire to start a business. That's fine. Your purpose might not have anything to do with a business. It might have to do with a corporate structure. 
or it might even have to do with government. Like you have to find what lights you up. So here are like three prompts that you can kind of do a self inventory with to sort of find your path in discovering your purpose when it comes to your career. Now, if you listen to this and you're like, yeah, see, none of that resonates with me. Maybe your purpose has nothing to do with your career. And we'll talk about that next. So let's circle back. Finding your purpose in terms of your career is going to start with um, a few things. There's, Like I said, there's three little topics that we can go into here. The first is really assessing what kinds of questions you needed or wanted answers to as a child. So again, I'm going to use myself as an example because it's the best information. I have direct access to my life experience, so it's the easiest for me to share with you. But as a kid, I literally had the most metaphysical, fucking philosophical questions that not many... Well, I would say more children are having them now because the children that are incarnating, the souls that are incarnating are just absolutely fucking magnificent. But it was strange back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Like, strange. Strange questions, okay? So I, for one, always knew that I had this, like, fire burning in my soul that needed to get these answers. And if you haven't heard my life story, go back, listen to it on the podcast. It's, like early episodes. I've done a few of them where I talk about how I found those answers. It's a lot to do with the meditation practice that I have and being a medium. I was able to find that within myself, but there's a lot more to it than that. So if you had this question of like, why does X structure exist? And why can't they make X structure better in this human experience? Or why isn't anyone talking about, you know, for me, it was like, why isn't anyone talking about the fact that we're on a random floating rock and like, no one knows what the fuck we're doing here. Like that was one of the questions I had. Right. So it can be any sort of question that you just felt very intrigued by as a child. Chances are if, you know, if it's related to your career, you're going, you could possibly use the answers that you have found to that question and find a way for it to work into your, into your career and into your purpose. That's why this podcast exists. I recognize that I wasn't the only person who had these questions growing up. I found the answers. I'm constantly on the search and on the hunt and on the adventure of finding more answers to the plethora of questions that constantly flood my sweet little human brain. <laughs> and I, my, my, my joy is sharing the answers that I find and also taking part in conversations with guests who can also expand my mind and help me view things that might lead me down paths to receiving answers to questions I maybe haven't asked yet, which I think is the most fucking amazing experience ever. The second piece is kind of related to this. So maybe it wasn't a question for you, but maybe you had a really intense interest in something growing up and you've always had this. Like this is something that you have maintained your entire life. The example I'll use for this is actually Sarah J. Mass. If you don't know who that is, let me be the privileged human who gets to enlighten you. She is one of the most highly rated, highly successful, magnificent fantasy fiction authors my soul has ever had the joy of witnessing across any incarnation. And I don't say that lightly. And, you know, bonus points, she's a fucking Sagittarius and I love that. Also, really weird thing, but... I've noticed this within myself in my own writing, and I've also seen it with Taylor Swift and Sarah J. Mass, both of whom are Sagittarians. And I would like to see, I'd like to just get a bunch of Sagittarius sons into a room who are writers and see if we all do this. But we all put Easter eggs in our writing, whether it's music, poetry, fantasy fiction, that lead to 
like pieces that you'll see later in the future. Like it's actually insane. But Sarah J. Mass has been writing fantasy fiction since I think she was 15 years old. She wrote the first Throne of Glass when she was like 15 or 16 years old. If you ever wonder why there's so many exclamation points in Throne of Glass, that's why. Um, her writing has obviously, I think she's in her 30s or 40s now, has definitely evolved and gotten better with time. If you read Crescent City 2, the jaw drop at the ending. But this is something that she's always had an interest in. She's always had an interest with other worlds and um, she's really, really into string theory, which actually has been proven since she talked about it in her interview, which was just a beautiful experience witnessing that interview. Um, but she is one of the most renowned authors in fantasy fiction right now. And if you want to read and you just want to get into fiction reading, let me be the one to tell you, I have recommended this to every client. And by the way, not just for the women, I know a lot of men who are on book talk and who are reading this series and like if you're into like that kind of stuff like sci-fi or like like fantasy type stuff you'll really like these series but she has always had an interest in this and so this is ended up, what ended up becoming her career and then the third possibility here in finding your purpose as it relates to your career is that a solution to a problem that you needed at some point in your life and you have found that solution or created that solution from within yourself will likely be something that contributes to your career. So for example, I'm gonna go back to myself here. I created this incredible hypnotherapy technique. I'm still in those final stages of refining it. I've been working on this for over two years at this point. And it is literally the process that I went through in 2019 to merge my conscious mind with my subconscious mind. I created that, a bridge basically between it so I could very easily access my subconscious mind at pretty much any time that I want to through this technique. And I bring my clients through it and I actually bring you through it in a happy human for nine freaking weeks. And it is the most transformative hypnotherapy technique because it's, ask, it's asking your conscious mind to take part in a conversation with your subconscious mind. This results in you being able to find answers to certain mental questions, challenges, um, mindsets that you've been struggling with. And you actually understand yourself on such a deep level because of it. And you get to go deeper and deeper and deeper every single time. This hypnotherapy technique is something that I created because it was given to me through the universe, through spirit to bring here and to share because it's very different than other hypnotherapies where other hypnotherapy is you are going completely under into your unconscious mind. You're going really into your subconscious, but like you're not going to remember it. My whole goal, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, is to help you remember on a conscious level. And so I created this. It helped me. And then I eventually started bringing it into the work that I do with all of you. And actually, that leaves us on a perfect note to take a quick little moment to talk about um, our sponsor for this podcast. So we're going to jump into that really quick and then we'll be back. I am so excited that the first official sponsor of this podcast is actually coming from my company, Mads Mess. We're going to be working with a few sponsors this year, both on the podcast and with another very exciting milestone coming in the business and honestly I just really wanted the first sponsor on the podcast to be from me. I have built both this podcast and my company with the goal of serving you the community from the ground up for the last four years and I actually cannot believe that I get to do this and so I feel like with the 
themes of this episode that it is just so fitting and so it just feels so right to offer you an extra discount on a happy human. So today we're talking about life purpose and how to find your purpose and how to find fulfillment in this life. And I honestly think there is nothing more important than that because that is ultimately what brings you happiness. It's what brings you peace. It's what helps you manifest everything that you desire in this life. And to do that, you need to first get over these limiting beliefs that you might not even be aware that you have. And a happy human is my baby. It is my group coaching course that literally brings you through nine weeks, not only of coaching material, but also nine weeks of hypnotherapy to completely open up your mind to yourself. If you feel like you are lost and you don't know why you keep cycling through these negative beliefs, mindsets, and patterns and experiences in your life, it's because there is a belief and a wound that you need to become aware of. And I'm here to help you do that through a happy human. We're going to help you become aware of everything, all the mindsets and beliefs that are holding you back. And then we are going to lovingly obliterate the fuck out of them. Okay. We're going to be really gentle with it. We're going to be really loving with it, but I'm also going to hold you accountable so that you can become the happiest, healthiest, dreamiest version of you. So for this week only, rather than just enjoying the 10% off from the podcast, I have decided to up your discount from the 29th of January till the 2nd of February. So for five days, you can use the code COSMIC15 and get 15% off of a happy human. I'm telling you, if you already feel like you're falling behind on the goals you set for the new year, it's because you need to find that internal motivator. A happy human is going to help you do that while also getting rid of any of those mindsets and beliefs that you're holding on to that are really causing you to get in your own way when it comes to fulfilling your goals and finding your life purpose. So check out the link below and save 15% off a happy human this week. I would be so excited to see you in the course and I will be here every step of the way for support if you need me. We meet every month for group coaching and I'm also available through the A Happy Human group chat. So check it out. Use code COSMIC15 with the link below for 15% off at checkout. And thank you so much for even giving me the honor and the privilege and the possibility of being able to sponsor my own podcast. Like that's so fucking epic for me. So anyways, 15% off with code COSMIC15 using the link in the show notes. And let's get back into the episode. All right, now I want to talk to you about finding your purpose in terms of life. And if I'm being entirely straight with you, I think that this is the biggest thing that you should focus on if you're feeling really overwhelmed and lost with this whole, oh my God, I need to find my life purpose kind of experience, especially, here's the thing, if you are anywhere from 18 to 25, I'm going to tell you don't even give your purpose in terms of career a second fucking thought right now. Your goal should be to go and experience life, go on adventures, try everything and anything that you feel intrigued to try and take inventory on how it all makes you feel. And I'm sure in that seven year period, you will find your purpose in terms of career. If you're older than 25, and let's say you're between 25 and 35, what I'm going to say is you have so much time. Guys, we're really young, okay? I'm in that group too. We're really young. We don't need to have it all figured out. 
if you didn't feel the social pressure of like needing to have your life together by the time you were a certain age or have the perfect job or whatever it is, then don't allow that external, like don't allow that external pressure to dictate how you need to find something and when you need to find it. I promise you, you will find it when you are meant to. It will walk into your life. It'll just show up out of nowhere, that thing that you're supposed to do. It will become an idea. It'll be something that you want to start pursuing. Maybe you go back to school or maybe you get a new job that is completely different than what you've been doing for the last decade. It's fine. You're like, I don't know why there is so much pressure that we put on people as a society to figure out what they want to do in life. Like that's a pretty, that's pretty monumental. That's, that's like, that's got some weight to it. Now, if you are someone who has found your purpose, don't feel bad for finding your purpose. I found my purpose when I was 22. Like I, that still fucking blows my mind. I still feel like I'm 18 half the time. I'm not, you know, like I'm well into adulthood now, but I also, if I wasn't finding my, if I hadn't found my purpose, I wouldn't be putting pressure on myself to find it right now because everything comes at the perfect time and you will arrive where you need to be by the time you need to be there. And I can say that because if you know anything about my awakening story and me coming into my purpose, you know that I pushed that shit until the very last fucking second. That was like the final countdown for me. Oh my God. I pushed away my mediumship for years, for years, because I did not want to be the freak who, you know, did the things that I do. Guess what? I'm a real freak now. So, and I'm just out in the open with it. Um, but I pushed that shit until the last minute. And then what happened? Well, spirit put me through the fucking spiritual boot camp of a fucking lifetime in the matter of what was it like 10 12 weeks um and brought me from zero to 100 real fucking quick to get me up into purpose because I had to be in purpose before the pandemic hit that was that was my final that was it that was I had it had to be done by then so my point with this is know that when you need to arrive at the space that you are meant to arrive in you will arrive I assure you I assure you you will be there there is no pressure. You have so much life to live. You have so much life to live. I, for one, plan to live well into my hundreds. So, well, like not two hundreds, but like, you know, like I'd, I'd be really happy making it to 124. That would, that, that, like if I die on my 124th birthday, actually, this is going to be really funny. So I'm just going to like put it out into the future that can you play this somewhere if I die on my 124th birthday because this would be really funny because that's 98 years from now and I actually think that that's very possible I, I have absolutely no issue with that I you don't have to believe it's possible I believe it's possible and guess what's my body I'm living in so anyways we have so much life to live and my point is if you feel like you haven't found your purpose in terms of career focus on what I'm about to talk about next that was not proper English but we're gonna roll with it we're gonna roll with it I we're just gonna go with it Focus on finding purpose in terms of your life. Your life is so much more than your work. And trust me, I'm saying this and I'm taking notes because I'm a workaholic as fuck. So know this. Your life is so much more in purpose, mm -mm, is so much more important than your career. Your, your life has more purpose than your career. You being here, existing and breathing alongside the other humans that you live and exist and breathe with is really fucking meaningful. So how do you find your purpose in terms of life? Well, there's three points to this. Again, I like, I like working with the three energy. 
The first is, it's the way that you view and walk through life. This includes the way you affect people, the way you enact change and evolution within your own life, and the way you break generational curses or intergenerational trauma. So you, if you are affecting people in the best way possible, you go out of your way to be kind, you are of service in some way, you're a police officer, you're a fireman, you're a paramedic, you are a waitress, you're a server, you are a cashier, you're a barista, you are a garbage man or woman. The way you affect people is for the betterment of their lives, right? No one's ever been mad, except for a Karen, for, for a barista giving them coffee, right? Like we're all, we're all very fucking happy when we get our cappuccinos and our London, our London fog lattes. We're all very, very, very happy people, right? So that barista is affecting change on our, on our lives. Now I'm giving career examples, which maybe I shouldn't have done. Let's do this. Um, the way you affect people, you cook beautiful meals for your family, right? You keep a very nicely kept home. It feels very cozy when guests come into it. Their nervous system calms down. You walk around town with a smile on your face. Or better yet, you walk around town and you sing and you dance and you bring life to it. You you just exude this energy that is infectious to the people around you and you don't get paid shit for it. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. The way you affect people, it matters. And you have a choice in every single interaction that you have with people to affect people positively. I encourage you when you are listening to this today, I want you to go and affect someone intentionally. Go and tell that person in the middle of the street that you like their outfit. Go and tell the person on the metro that the way they're vibing to their music made your entire day. Go and tell the librarian at your local library that you absolutely absolutely love what they are doing because you get to read for free. Actually, that would be a really good idea for me to go and do because I spend an absurd amount of money on books. I should really look into that. Anyways, go and affect someone intentionally today. That's what I want you to do. I want you to text a friend, text a family member. I don't care what it is, but I want you to go and make someone's day today because that, that's the kind of purpose that no one can fucking take from you. No one. And it's very easy to find in all honesty. Now, the way you enact change and evolution within your own life means that you allow yourself, you gift yourself the opportunity to constantly become better. Maybe that's in reading self-help books. Maybe you don't, you can't afford books. So that's going on self-help YouTube or self-help TikTok or self-help Instagram. And you find the habits, you listen to this podcast. My God, this podcast is fucking free. And you expand your mind in ways to become a better version of yourself. Not for anyone else, but for you. First and foremost, for you. Why? Because you deserve to be fucking happy in this life. And if you haven't felt that, well, guess what? Your time's coming. It's 2024, buckle the fuck up, make the decisions that you need to make to become a happier version of yourself. It is possible for you. You don't have to constantly be in this rut. Are the ruts gonna come? Yes, it's life. It's constantly filled with ups and downs and I'm not saying you're gonna be happy-go-lucky like a freaking lucky charm for the rest of your goddamn life. I wish, but we're on earth, it's just not it. We're gonna flow through polarity, but at the end of the day, if you can say, you know what, nine times out of 10, I'm having a pretty decent freaking time and I'm feeling pretty good about things, that is based off of the actions and the habits that you have every single day. I've said it once, I've said it twice, let me say it another time. Read Atomic Habits by James Clear. You wanna talk about making effective change. I actually use a lot of his, um, I have one of his graphs and I think it's one of the weeks of a happy human. I really go into habit changing and habit stacking and habit pairing and all of these things in a happy human as well. But you need to make 
different choices and you need to create habits that allow you to evolve. You ideally don't want to be in the same place that you are today one year from now. If we look at, well, today is, you know, early January, 2024. In early January, 2025, it might be the end of January by the time you're listening to this. You don't really want to be in the same place. You want to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to be more clear-minded. And I think we could all agree that you probably want to feel a little bit more peace in your body. Like you want your nervous system to feel calm. This life is freaking crazy, right? Like we just want to feel like, ah, like a breath of fresh air, right? What kind of decisions do you need to do to evolve in that way? I'm not saying that you need to go and make a million dollars this year or that you need to become Forbes 30 under 30 or that you need to radically change your life and go on this diet or that thing and go seven days of the gym. I actually don't think that you should go seven days hard in the gym anyways, but you know, that's a whole other tangent that we could go on another time about fitness and health, but you need to make decisions that help you evolve, not ones that keep you in the same place. If you are in the same place, you are devolving. I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love on that one. So that is also a big part in finding purpose in your life. If you are evolving, I'm sorry, it's very hard to not feel fulfilled and like you're living your purpose. When you are allowing yourself to grow and change and flow with things, change your opinions, change your mindsets, change your palate and the foods that you like to eat, you know, that's, that is fulfillment. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, fulfillment is your purpose, plain and simple. And the third thing is the way that you break generational curses, which in other words is healing intergenerational trauma. And I've had this conversation before on the podcast on how everyone has trauma. So I think it's episode 60. You should go back and listen to that. Everyone has trauma because every family has passed down trauma through several generations. And you're working with at least seven to 12 generations prior to the one that you exist in. So for example, I'm part of the Zillennial. I'm like a mix I'm in, the, in that in-between period of Gen, Gen Z and millennials. My parents are Gen X. Their parents were um, not boomers. It was the generation before that, born in the 30s. I don't know what that generation was called. I don't know what that was called. What were they called? I need to brush up on my history. But anyway, that, is, that right there is three generations. So there is a lot of shit that has gone on just in those two generations prior to mine that needs redoing, that needs healing, that needs reinventing, that needs a little bit or a lot of love. And the same is true for you. And those might be very, 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 very complex traumas depending on the socioeconomic status, your race, your sexuality, your culture, the place you grew up in the world, like the country, the city that you live in, um, the political demographic that you live in. There are several factors that relate to this. And then there are also individual factors of what your grandparents experience as individual traumas in their life and their parents before them and on and on and so forth that have trickled down to you in your DNA. I also explain this in depth in a happy human on how like this is biologically passed down. So the way that you break these cycles has a lot to do with your life purpose as well. My dad, give him a big shout out, love him. We, we love my dad, but he broke so many intergenerational traumas before he and while raising us as kids and he did an amazing job you know like I look at the life that my dad had and I'm like how are you such a good man like I I feel I'm gonna cry again but like I feel so blessed 
that doesn't mean that I didn't have any more intergenerational traumas to work through. And the really beautiful thing that I have been able to bear witness to in doing so is that in breaking more of those intergenerational traumas and healing them, I'm actually helping my dad heal on deeper levels and other people in my family heal on deeper levels. And it is my, it's one of my greatest joys in all honesty. And then my kids are going to come in in the future and ideally not have too much to do on the, on the intergenerational forefront, but they will likely have some on some level. I'm trying to wipe out as much as I can before they, they get here. But my point is, is that you have that to work through and you're working through that. You're actively working through that. If you're listening to me talk right now, you're on that path. And I'm just so proud of you because it's not easy. Sometimes it feels really taxing. And sometimes you might sit there and think like, why? Like, why do I have to be the one to do this? Because you're strong enough. You're the soul that came in and said, fuck this shit. We're done. We're done. We're going to do things differently. And I just want to commend you for that. And whatever degree you do that to, you need to recognize that it's part of your purpose and you should be damn fucking proud of yourself for doing it because it didn't get to this point before you. You're adding another level of healing so that should you choose to have children, there is another level of healed DNA that you can give them. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, another part of finding your life's purpose is seeing what lights you up when you get to do it. So, Do you like helping people just because? Do you like volunteer work? Do you like cooking? Do you like art? Like what is it that lights you up when you get to do it? You don't have to be paid to do things you enjoy, right? Like you also don't have to spend money to do things that you enjoy. Like you could go out on a nature walk. Do you really like hiking? If you really like hiking and then you do that and it lights you up and you're in the best mood or even just on the hike, you feel really at peace with yourself That's a big part of your purpose because what's happening, your frequency, your energy, again, we're bringing it back down to energy. We're bringing it back down to the quantum level. Your energy is shifting. And when your energy shifts, it directly affects the planet, which directly affects every human that walks on it. It's fucking, it's unreal. It's really unreal. And I, I want you to understand that some of those very meaningless quote or menial things that you do are some of the most purposeful acts that you are doing as a soul on this planet. And it's really, 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 really beautiful. And then there's also things that you will find energy for, even if you've had the longest day or the longest week of your life. For example, before this podcast was being recorded, I was low-key falling asleep, again, watching Next Level Chef. Are we surprised? You shouldn't be. At this point, I've made how many food references in this podcast? I said palate earlier. Like, tell me I've been listening to Chef's Talk without telling me I've been listening to Chef's Talk. But my point is, is that the minute that I hopped on this mic and I started talking, my energy is so sparked up now. I am getting a little hungry and I'm really ready to make my chickpea meatballs. Well, they're not meatballs, but you get what I'm saying um, for dinner because I'm getting a little hungry. But regardless of how exhausted I was before recording this, I just feel so invigorated with life because this is exciting for me. This is part of my purpose, right? And so I'm not talking about doing chores and like forcing yourself to like build up the energy to unload the dishwasher and throw in a load of laundry. I mean the ability to do certain things that even if you're tired, energizes the fuck out of you. Maybe that's running. Maybe it's art again. Maybe it's writing or reading. Maybe, um, you know, going to the soup kitchen and volunteering. Like it doesn't really matter as long as it lights you up. 
that is a big part of your purpose. You know, my mom, she really is such an incredible artist. Like I, I sometimes wish she would have gone down that road for her career because she would have been, I truly feel really, really, really successful. But when she does it, she just gets so in her zone and it's so beautiful to witness. There was one Christmas a few years ago where all of us as kids bought her art stuff. And she was like, I think I need to take the hint. Like you guys want me to get back into art? And we're like, yes, because it's so like, you're just so in your element when you do it. And it's beautiful to witness right and that's not her career she does she she works a completely different career but that has a lot to do with a big part of her purpose and whenever she is you know with my nieces and she's doing all these little arts and crafts with them like she's just so in her element that's a huge part of her purpose and it's really beautiful so those are ways to find your purpose in terms of your life and I really encourage you to kind of like take inventory on what defines purpose for you do you feel like you could be fulfilled working an ordinary job again quote ordinary like don't take these things the wrong way but like an ordinary job and then have purpose in the way that you treat people which is free have purpose in the meals that you make for your loved ones or even the meals you make for yourself because what a what an art that is again with the food thing (laughs) I need to stop I need to stop I need to move on from this topic but you know like define what it means to live a fulfilling life for yourself and follow that follow that passion follow that little spark that comes up for you for me it was the metaphysical I think this shit is so interesting that and like quantum physics ooh, ooh, it's like that's a hot topic for me I like that But, you know, I also don't spend um, 24 hours of my day or even, you know, the majority of my outside of work life doing a lot of metaphysical research or, you know, conversations on quantum physics. That's typically just related to my work. I also really like running. I really like reading fantasy fiction. Oh, man. I wish there was... I wish I could somehow put fantasy fiction books on my um, tax write-offs. I need to find a way. I need to find a way to work that into my system here with work because it would save me a lot of money if I was able to do that. But I love reading. And that is a huge thing. It inspires some of the things that I do when I write. I like painting. In all honesty, I am probably have the equivalence of a fourth-grade child Uh, when it comes to my ability to paint, but I don't care. I love it, and I have a lot of fun with it. I adore cooking, hence why I'm watching shows that are about cooking and chefs who are just doing things that I can only hope to one day accomplish in the kitchen. I love that, and that is something that I only do for the people in my personal life, and that is a huge part of my purpose is like to make people feel loved outside of my work. That is a really big thing. So find, find what fulfills you and just do a lot of it. That's, that's as simple as I can put it for you. Now, for those of you who have children or who would one day desire having children, I do want to touch on that because the souls that are incarnating right now that have been incarnating for the last um, 10 to 15 years, even before that, but we're, you know, past 15 years and we're getting into like adult children now. Um, and the children that are really coming in in the next, you know, decades to come, especially the the ones who are going to have Pluto and Aquarius, um, I think that's Gen Beta, are some of the most special souls, some of the most gifted souls we have ever had the luxury of seeing here on the planet. And 
they come with a completely different instruction manual um, than than you did as a child, especially if you're a Gen X or older um, or a millennial or older. They come with a very, 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 very diverse set of very specific needs and requirements, which is why they often evoke in you prior to pregnancy or throughout pregnancy this massive shift in consciousness, this need to make changes in your life, um, you know, healthier habits, uh, stronger boundaries, a whole bunch of different life changes because they require you to be your best on a on a true, authentic, soulful level so that you can provide them everything that they need and this is really, really, really important. And a lot of my work is actually taking a, a transitional path to be more focused on working with children and the parents of young children so that these souls who are coming in can feel supported in fulfilling their soul contracts because their contracts are the most important contracts that we will ever bear witness to over the next 150 years on this planet. And you know, you need to recognize the weight of that. I'm sorry, but if you're a mom or a dad or a parent, like you need to recognize the weight of that and you need to act accordingly to just put it very, very out there and frank with you. So a couple of tips that came in from these souls that I want to share with you is you need to be incredibly encouraging in the way that they do things differently. This is one thing that I feel especially if you're a Gen X or a millennial, you were raised by parents who said that there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And I, one of my clients, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I've had this conversation with her personally and you'll know who you are if I'm talking about this or if you hear me talking about this. But if you feel like there is a right and a wrong way to load the dishwasher, this is precisely what I am talking about. Your children are going to want to do things very differently and I want you to really allow yourself to put away that need for control put away that pride because at the end of the day let's say your six-year-old wants to help you load the dishwasher if you go and and you tell them no that's wrong that's not how you're supposed to do that you're gonna discourage them no child needs to be told that what they're doing is wrong they want you to mind your language and really focus on instilling confidence. We want to use confidence building language from the moment that your children are born so you can seed the right types of mindsets and self-beliefs in their subconscious mind, in themselves, so that they can grow to be very confident, capable adult human beings. You are not raising children. You are raising individuals. You are raising souls who have incredibly important roles on this planet and you need to, again, act accordingly. And this is not me shitting on anyone's parenting style. I don't know what your parenting style is. In reality, like I have literally no idea of the 5,000 people who are going to listen to this episode, like, or God knows however many in the future, because that's just going to happen in like a, a few weeks' time. Um, but I, I don't know how you parent. I'm just relaying the message that is coming through because these souls need very, very, very specific. And at the end of the day, no one's going to be a perfect parent. And these souls are not expecting you to be perfect parents. They are so graceful and gracious with you, but they do need you to instill that confidence in them. So let's say your child comes and says, hey, I want to help load the dishwasher with you. They're just curious. They're like, oh, this is a really like interesting machine. Explain to them how there are really efficient ways 
to make sure that the the most amount of dishes can get placed in the dishwasher so that you can save water by not having to run the dishwasher as many times because you filled it very efficiently. Try to avoid saying things like that's wrong and rather prompt them with open-ended questions such as, hmm, that looks a little bit wonky there. How could we maybe move that piece, that dish to a different space in the dishwasher so that it's more efficient and it's more organized in the dishwasher so that we can fit more dishes into it. Do you see how there's an energetic shift in, no, you're doing that wrong versus the statement that I just said? It's like an open-ended question. It also triggers their brain to have to problem solve and look at the dishwasher and say, yeah, actually, you know, that really big clunky plate shouldn't be, you know, all the way in the middle of the dishwasher. Maybe I should put it off to the back right you know, and, and stack things based according to size or however it is that you stack your dishwasher, right? And I'm just giving one of many examples. Another type of example could be um, if you have children at the park, right? And I mean, God, like I, I understand parental anxiety. Like you see a three-year-old swinging from those monkey bars and there's concrete or rocks underneath there and you're just like, oh, please don't crack your head open, right? They're, they're capable and they're resilient. That's what I need you to know about children. And if you only have your first child, you you know, you'll be a little bit nervous with your first one, but your second born's going to come and you're going to feel a lot more confident in this, but they really are resilient. So instead of saying things like be careful, that instills fear in the subconscious that they, they have, that actually instills doubt also in the subconscious of like, oh my God, am I actually capable of doing this? So instead you want to switch that language for pay attention to what you're doing or focus on what's in front of you, right? If you're teaching your children how to um, chop vegetables with those children cutting knives, which are just an incredible invention. Um, they're like these safe knives that are honestly like they couldn't even cut your skin open, but they, you know, with a good amount of kids force, they cut these vegetables. It's really, really cool. But, you know, and if they start looking at you and they're chopping and they're not looking at what they're chopping in front of them, you don't want to say be careful. You want to say pay attention to what you're doing right? Or you encourage them, hey, if you want to talk to me, let's just take our hands off the knife so we can talk and we can, you know, really um, make sure we're enforcing kitchen safety, right? These are, these are really intentional words that you can use with your children that are going to build confidence within them. And that's what they need to be able to fulfill their missions. And they're going to be doing things differently. So let's go back to the dishwasher, for example. You know, you're loading the dishwasher and you're teaching them how to load a dishwasher efficiently, not right, efficiently because there's at the end of the day there's no right or wrong way again I will die on this hill there are certain things that are right and wrong i.e murder right we can we could easily say that that's wrong I I feel like that's like unanimous across the board here but there's no wrong or right way to load a dishwasher there's a preferred way but I think this is where and you know like trust me I'm very <laughs> precise on how I like things to be done too. And I know my kids are really going to ask me to expand. And this is why when I'm with kids, when I'm with my nieces, when I was a nanny, I always do my best to allow children to teach me to release my need for control and my need to do things my way, because they are also trying to find their way on how they prefer to do things. So whenever you're, you know, with this dishwasher example, you're teaching them how to load a dishwasher efficiently. And again, this is just a, such a strange example, but I just feel like this is in most homes. And so, you know, it's a good one to use. Um, you can also 
you know, expect depending on the type of mind your child has and the age they are. Cause I was this mind. I, I used to watch with my dad, how, how it is made. Um, I don't know if you guys have that in the different countries and you know, that you're listening to this, but I'm in Canada and I was in Ontario whenever I was growing up and how it is made is an incredible 30 minute show where I have learned some of the most magnificent things as a kid on like how bolts are made for um, those yellow construction dump trucks, like like the big ones. I'm not talking like toy dump trucks. I mean like the actual bolts and things like that. Like you learn so much interesting stuff from that show. That was the kind of mind I had. So don't be surprised if your kid says, how does the dishwasher work? And I would really encourage you, take five minutes, do a quick Google search, go on YouTube and watch a show together on how the dishwasher is made. Like that's actually pretty interesting. I don't know. Me, I'm, I'm a little nerdy. I'm a little geeky. So like, I like knowing those things. Like it's actually kind of fascinating to me, like how washing machines and like just things in general work. I was putting a dresser together, um, at the end of 2023 and I did it all by myself and I am very proud of myself. Every single piece of furniture in my apartment has been built by my hands and my hands alone, including my 800 pound couch. And let me just say, I'm a five foot tall, petite woman. It's impressive. Okay. I'm proud of myself, but I was looking at it and I was putting together the, um, tracks for the drawers. And I found it so interesting. I was like, Oh, that's how that works. Because I had gotten, you know, anyways, I don't need to go into it because I'm sure that's not going to interest a lot of people. But my point is, is you might have kids who want to know how the dishwasher works or how some random thing works or how does the water in the bathtub go from cold to hot? Like how do the faucets work? Take time to educate them and teach them and learn alongside them and build that confidence in them. I promise you the five minutes you take to do that is going to help your children excel, not just in their soul's purpose here on the planet, but just as a human in general. It's really, really, really beautiful. So take time and include them in the things that you are doing because it's been psychologically proven. I I took a lot of um, child development courses in psychology and university. It's so wild and beautiful how their minds are sponges when they witness you doing things, but their problem solving and their talent skills come from being able to do those things with you. So that's my little bit of helping your children find their purpose, allow them to explore. And honestly, there's one thing I'll kind of add to this is please remove the pressure from your teenage children to follow the path you think they should follow after high school. This I find rather infuriating because you don't need to go to post-secondary to be successful. And if you don't know how, you know, if you don't know that most multimillionaires never completed university, let me just acquaint you with that fact. Most multimillionaires never completed university. They never completed college. They never even went to college. Why? Because innovative ideas, genius ideas, aren't going to be taught in a textbook. They come from imagination. I encourage you to really allow your children the space to figure out how they want to move through life. Do I think that your children should stay at home and lay in bed and play Xbox and watch Netflix for five years after you know their, their senior year? No. I would encourage them to try a bunch of different jobs, part-time, full-time, I don't give a fuck. Go travel the world. If you want, go to college. If they go to college and they wanna switch their program and they wanna do something they're really interested in, but to you, it doesn't sound like it's a practical degree, let them be. 
You don't know what it is that they're going to take from, you know, a philosophy class or an art history class. That might seem meaningless and redundant to you because you don't see what kind of jobs can come from that. But maybe for that person, it's going to spark something within them that makes them the next fucking Picasso. I don't know what. I'm probably mixing too many different kinds of different spheres of, of intelligence here but um and I'm probably off track but my point is is really encourage your ch- your children especially your teenage children to follow their bliss and to allow them to start a business let them fail a couple of times like just let them find their path I promise you they are more than capable and whenever you release that pressure they're actually gonna be happier humans huh pun intended because a happy human you get it um, but it's anyways, that's, that's my, my piece of advice that comes in every single time I work with children, every single time I work with teenagers. If you are a teenager listening to this, I know I've got, I've got some of you who are like 18, 19, 20, 21 who come to me and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I hope this has helped you. I just want you to follow your bliss right now. Follow what feels good. You don't need to have it all figured out. You're in your early twenties. I promise you, you're not going to have it all figured out. When I started my business, I had nothing figured out. I didn't even know how to run a business for the first like three years of my business. Uh, That was something I learned in 2023. Like I just did not know what the fuck I was doing other than my field of expertise all the logistics and all the back end shit had no fucking idea. And yet everything is good. Business is thriving. It continues to grow and expand every year because, you know, the mission behind it, the integrity behind it is what matters. And it's the passion that fuels me showing up every day. Find the thing that helps you feel fulfilled, that lights you up, that, you know, you feel really passionate about. Follow that thread. I promise you it will help you arrive to the destination you're meant to be in when you are meant to be there. But don't allow yourself to get stuck in cycles where you don't take action. You need to be able to self-analyze and self-reflect on how your habits and your actions or your inaction pushes you or deters you from what you're doing in life, from finding your purpose, from living your purpose, right? This is your responsibility. Don't put the pressure on yourself, but make decisions every single day that move you closer to what feels fulfilling, what feels happy, what feels peaceful, and what feels purposeful. That is my speech to you. And of course, I know we already mentioned it with the ad earlier, but if you are wanting help with this, if you're wanting guidance with this, please look at a happy human. This is literally why I created this course. I cannot service 5,000 people one-on-one in a year. If I could, I would, but listen, I'm in a tiny human body just like you. I've, I, there's only so much that my human can give to other humans one-on-one, right? I can't work one-on-one with everyone, but I can offer you my methodology and that is in a happy human. It's what brought me from being homeless to where I am today. And let me tell you where I am today is pretty fucking badass and it's pretty beautiful actually I'm very proud of where I've ended up and I'm really honored that I get to be a part of your life and so if you're wanting to really go in and you feel like you need that support and that accountability to get your mindset right so that you can follow that thing that you know impassions you or figure out what it is that feels meaningful for you and you want to find your purpose and live your purpose a happy human I'm telling you it's where you need to be Straight up, this is not the year in 2024 to not chase after your dreams. It's the year to do it. So a happy human and I are here to support you. The link is below. And like I said, until February 2nd or 3rd, it's until Friday. Let me just look at the calendar. Until February 2nd, you can use code COSMIC15 for 15% off. 
And yeah, I am hoping that you have found this episode helpful. It's such a common question that I get in my DMs. So I hope that you got everything you needed out of it. I know it was a long one. So as usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you. And I will see you in the next one.